through for you in the book of Philippians chapter number three starting at verse number 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death if by any mean I might attain to the resurrection of the dead not as though I had already obtained either was already perfect but I follow after that if I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for these words penned by the Apostle Paul, the same Holy Spirit that inspired him dwells in us. Give us the deeper meaning and revelation. And Lord, abide within us and let us have the same spirit, the same tenacity, the same fire to do your will in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to address you from a subject. As a matter of fact, our theme this year is own it, get in the press. Repeat that to your neighbor if you will. Own it, get in the press. Amen. I don't know how much longer the world is going to sustain. I have no idea. I thought we had been raptured out here by this time. Anybody else thought the same thing I did? Anybody else? Y'all didn't think y'all were going to go nowhere. I thought we'd be out of here by this time. But we're still here and things are not seem to be getting any better. But God knows his time and in his time he has prepared a time for us to be able to get out of here. Amen. At his own time. When Paul the apostle here had in mind the race that they ran there in the uh, arenas. They had people sitting all around and he now have that setting of this arena and he is preparing runners and he I don't know whether he actually ran himself but he knows about running. And uh, at the very beginning, we will ask the question, will this contestant succeed? The answer is, it will depend upon your frame of mind. And if you tell yourself, that I'm sure to win no matter what I do, you will probably undergo that fable, the hare and the tortoise. The tortoise was plodding steadily along. The hare took a nap. You know how it is when we think that we're running so fast, I can take a nap. And when he woke up, he discovered 
too late that his opponent had already reached the goal. Then I'm going to tell your neighbor right now, no napping, no napping, no napping. So we ask the question, what is the frame of your mind? Are you ready for change? Are you determined? Do you know what you want? Have you considered what it will take or cost to reach your goal? Paul goes on to say, brothering, I count not myself to have apprehended. There was a time in the apostle's life when he thought he had apprehended. Note, if you will, uh, fourth and through the sixth verse of this chapter. All right, what does it say? Now, this is his credentials. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, I tell you, his credentials probably excel everybody in this room. He thought he had it made. Paul was quite a man in the, in the eyes of men. His accomplishment was outstanding. He was doing quite well in reaching his goal. He could trace his roots back to Jacob. And it is important that you know where you come from. He could trace his all the way back to Jacob. And that was more than most of us in this room can do. Most of us in this room cannot trace our heritage back four or five generations. And there are some, through no faults of their own, cannot even trace back their heritage one generation. Something like my two daughters here, Linda and Robin, who grew up in a foster home. And they had trouble finding one another. It wasn't their fault. But let me tell you, today, you could not meet two finer ladies than these two girls. Will y'all stand up so we can see who you are? Amen. Amen. So that says that, and they, they have shared part of their story. I'm, I'm not leaving the other brother. I've seen a brother so they can see who you are. Yeah, good God, I ain't for him. Now, now, he's still searching. We're still praying for him. But, amen, it's let you know that uh, there is hope for you. Robin testified during the watch night service how the, the devil had purpose to destroy her. But God, amen, had turned it all around. Amen. He had turned it all around. 
uh, they were lost, but Jesus found them. Amen. Like the apostle Paul, they had met Jesus and he had done something for them. We can tell that they love the Lord because you're going to find them in church on Sundays and Wednesdays. They're going to be here. Paul, uh, his parents named him Saul. And when they named him Saul, it was because uh, of King Saul. He was able to, tra uh, to trace his lineage back to King Saul. And um, he had that name because of the prestige that that name carried in the tribe of Benjamin. But Paul said, I thought I was doing something. But then he asked the question, what things was gained of me, though I counted loss for Christ? I thought I was doing good until the road on the road of Damascus, he tagged me. And after that, nothing else mattered. When God tagged you, it makes the world of difference. He was religious. He was on his way to do something. What he called was good. But when God tagged him, it made a difference in his life. It was just like Paul was running. And then God turned around and tagged him. And Paul found something that made him want to run after Jesus Christ. And then he says here that I may, that I, that I may win Christ. I may win Christ. He wanted to win Christ. Christ had already won him, but now Paul wants to win Christ. He realized that although he was now in the lane of promise, there was still much lane to be a man possessed. Some people today get in church and they are just satisfied, but Paul was very zealous. And though he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he wanted all that God wanted for him. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a good thing to be satisfied with something, but when they come around to Jesus, hey, amen, you need to have a hunger and a thirst for him. And Paul said that I may win Christ. I'm trying to win his attention. Uh, amen. He won me, now I want to win him. And then he said that I might know him. That I might know him. And uh, sometimes we know him by a little degree. But Paul said, I want to know the depths and the height of God. I don't want to just know him on the surface. I want to know God. And it'll probably take me a lifetime, but I still want to know him. Then he said that I may be found in him. And he says if we abide in him, he will abide in us. But I want to be found in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on a little bit further. He said that I may know the power of his resurrection. Amen. I want to know that power that has raised me from the dead. I know there's more to that power. And Paul says, I want to know that power. And then the 
fifth thing he said that I may know the fellowship of his suffering there's some things about the suffering of Christ that we don't know but there's a depth that if we seek God we can know the depth of his suffering for us many times we don't even know how much it costs Christ to get us out of sin to get us out of the mess that we got ourselves in but Christ paid the price to get us out of the depths of sin and bring us unto righteousness and we bless the name of the Lord for them and I want to know him amen I want to know the living God amen I want to know about his suffering amen and I want to be a part of the suffering of Christ so that little bit of stuff I'm going through don't matter too much because of the price that Christ paid for me I don't mind suffering a little bit I know we're living in a time now amen that people are trying to take suffering out of uh, living right but how many of y'all know it's still suffering in this way and, and we preach a gospel almost that once you get in church you don't suffer no more all that is a lie sometimes you suffer right in church is there a witness in the house that know what I'm talking about? People walk over top of your feeling and don't and look back and you be crying and look back wondering what you crying for. And people that do the most hurting are the people that can't stain nothing. Y'all notice that? People stab you and don't even look back to see you bleeding. David said it, put it like this. He said, I didn't. Didn't mind suffering a little bit. I, wouldn't, I didn't even really mind uh, uh, them doing what they did to me. But he said, it was my friend and my neighbor, the ones we sat down and we ate together, drank water together. Won't beers and whiskey, it was water. We drank some water together. Those were the ones, the ones that know how to get next to you to hurt you. Amen. He said, that's the thing that made it difficult. All of that is part of suffering. Amen. And Paul is saying, I want to know him in the very depths of his suffering. And then he goes on further. He talks about attaining to the resurrection, the power of the resurrection. I don't want to stay in one place. I want to come up with Christ in that resurrection. I want to be part of the resurrection when the dead come forth to meet him in the air. I want to know that resurrection. But there is a resurrection in the church that we should go through. In other words, although I'm saved, every day I should be rising with Christ, rising to the occasion to know him better. And then number seven, he said that I may apprehend that which... I also am apprehended. Brothers and sisters, there's a reason why Christ saved us. That term, apprehended, that means to arrest, to catch, capture, seize, detain, imprison, to bag, collar, Nab, nail, 
a bust. And this is what Paul said. He caught me. He tagged me. He bagged me. I'm bagged. <laughs> he said, now I want to I want to apprehend him. I want to catch him. I want to trust, catch God. I want to stop God. He stopped me. Now I want to stop him. What do you mean stopping God? You can stop God. If you want to, you can stop God. You can get his attention. How are you going to stop him? You're going to stop him like so many did. You don't have to be real good to stop him. That woman of Samaritan stopped him, didn't she? She had just been sleeping with men. But he said, I got to go down to Samaria. There's a woman in Samaria that's going to stop me. She was hungry. She was thirsty for righteousness. Zacchaeus stopped him. <laughs> he was a tax collector. But one day he went up into a sycamore tree and he stopped Jesus. And Jesus said, today I got to dwell at your house. Then there was blind Barnabas who stopped him. Blind man on the street cried out, Jesus. And then Jesus asked him, said, Barnabas, what you want? He said, Lord, I just want my sight. He stopped Jesus in his track. And Jesus came and gave him his sight. Somebody else stopped him. Woman with the issue of blood stopped him. She stopped him by reaching out and touching the hem of his garment. And she stopped him. He said, somebody touch me. Amen. What he said, I want to touch him. I want to stop God. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stop him. How are you going to stop him now? Then another thing you can do to how something else you can do to stop him, you can stop it in your giving. You don't have to be a millionaire, but a woman that throwed in two little pits stopped Jesus, and Jesus had to say, My God. Look how this woman is giving. How many of y'all really want to stop him? Yeah, you want to stop him. You, you can't just do the ordinary and stop him. He don't pay no attention to the ordinary. But when you start doing something, you can stop him. I want to stop him with a praise. I want to stop him with a praise. Rather than complaining when something come, do like Job to stop him and say, though he slay me. Yet will I trust him. I still want to stop God. I'm going to stop him by giving him a praise. I'm going to stop him again. How are you going to stop him this time? I'm going to stop him by putting my stuff behind me and we're going to get along and we're going to get together. Amen. I'm going to be some of the people that's going to stop being selfish and self-centered. I'm going to stop God by giving up my right to help somebody else. I'm going to stop him. How many of y'all want to stop him this year? How many of y'all want to stop him in your praise? I wonder, can, I, this, 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 can we stop him? How are you going to stop him? How are you going to stop him? How, how can redeem stop God? But we're going to stop him. Somebody going to help me stop him? Are you going to help me stop him? How are you going to help him stop? Give me a note there. <laughs>
we're going to stop him by lifting our voice and give mother why you stopped him on the other day Mm. I'm in trouble I one thing will always stop him is faith if you can have faith of a grain of mustard seed you can stop God you can stop him when you say Lord I believe it when the devil have done the best he could do to destroy you I'm going to yet trust him anybody got to yet trust him praise in this place when it looks like everything is working against you I'm going to yet praise God I'm going to stand up in the face of the devil. And if I can stop God, he's going to take care of my problem. I don't have to worry about nothing because faith will stop him every time. I'm going to stop him by giving him a praise. God don't stand in one place. You pursue him. And Paul is saying, I don't want to have religion. I want to have more of him. You know what I think? You know what I think the problem is? I think too many people in church are in church that have not been arrested. Anybody in the church? Any any of y'all ever been arrested? I saw y'all in that gotcha paper. Don't try to fool me. See, it ain't wrong because everybody that got your paper didn't do nothing. Amen. But Paul said he was arrested. We got too many people in church that have not been arrested. See, there's when you get arrested, there's those that go to the jail. And then there are those that are prisoners. We got jail people in church, but we need some prisoners. Oh my God. Hallelujah. In other words, when you really get him shown up, he become addictive to you. I got to have him. And that's why in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, in the first verse, I don't know if we had that one or not, but Ephesians, is that it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, what is that? Uh-huh. The prisoner of the Lord. I'm wondering how many prisoners do we have in this place? Because you see, when you are a prisoner, you can't do what you want to do. You got to do what you are commanded to do. a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I can't break out if I wanted to break out because he has arrested me. I don't have no other choice. I got to worship God. I am a prisoner. I want to know how many of y'all in here waiting to get bailed out. How many of y'all in here have been convicted? Sentence been already passed on you. You've been already locked up. I'm not going nowhere. This is what Paul is saying. I am a prisoner. I can't leave if I wanted to leave. I am. 
am a prisoner. I can't break out. I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He touched me. And when he touched me, he turned my life around. Now he said, I'm the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't go when I want to go. I can't stop when I want to stop. Why? I'm a prisoner. He said, go, I got to go. He said, stay, I got to stay. He said, do something, I got to do it. But today, we got a church full of people that's in jail. Waiting to be alive. Somebody talk about you. You be alive. Lose a job. Be alive. Can't get a wife. Bail out. Can't get a husband. Bail out. A little bit of suffering. Bail out. But I want y'all to know not only am I in jail, I done acted so bad in praising God. I'm in solitary confinement. Woo! Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Paul was in jail, but he was in the inner jail, and uh, he was bound between two soldiers, so if he wanted to get out, he can't get out. I wonder if there anybody in the room that's in solitary confinement with me. Let, let, let me see, is there anybody, or am I in this thing by myself? Anybody in solitary confinement? Lisa, I can't get out if I want to get out. I thought about getting out, but I can't get out. When I try to get out, something pulled me back. There's a barrier set up. I can't get past it. I am a prisoner. Prison of the law. In Delmar, I'm not looking for people in jail. Because this road going to get rough. I'm looking for some prisoners. That's something that's been arrested. Put in jail in the inner court. that I won't get out even though I could get out. He did something for me. I've been arrested by his love. I've been arrested by his care. I've been arrested by him standing with me. I'm arrested. You know how long I've been in there? I got arrested at 13. I was arrested at 13. I'm 73 now. I ain't got out yet. 
How old were you when you got arrested? Oh, now girls don't want to talk that stuff. How old were you when you got arrested? Nine. Man, you've been arrested for a long time. Tony, how about you? You was 18 when you got arrested. Lord, have mercy. Mm. I remember when you got arrested. It was on my birthday. Mm. You cried out when they put the handcuffs on you. You said, Elder, I think I was elder then. I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. You got arrested on that day. See, the thing is, when you, Cheryl, I remember you got arrested. You came in here, swing, and, oh, let me leave you alone, Cheryl. Oh, my God. But sometimes, we don't come to get arrested. Hallelujah. Rita came in the church, didn't know what church she was coming in. Just walked on up in here, found out it was a hole in this church. What? But by that time, she had gotten arrested. She said, I wouldn't have made that choice myself. But I got in the church and I found something in the church I hadn't found nowhere else. I got arrested in church. Anybody else got arrested? Anybody? Anybody? Pat, how long you been arrested? You've been arrested 40 something years. You see, when you get arrested, you can't even eat what you want to eat. Oh, Lord have mercy. When you get arrested, you are on an allowance. The only money, am I right? They have to send money to the inmates, right? If nobody send you no money, you can't buy stuff. Mm. That's the way I was. Couldn't buy nothing. But the Lord touched somebody's heart. And they sent me an allowance. So right now, I'm on an allowance. I'm a prisoner of the Lord. And that's what we need now. Is prisoners. Prisoners. Prisoners that do what they are told. We used to have prisoners one time. But now, people in church, the pastor can only suggest to them... But when you get a real prisoner, you can tell the prisoner what to do. They might not like it, but because I'm a prisoner, I'll do it anyhow. I press. Jump up on y'all feet over here and say, I press. I press. I press. I press. I press. Sit back down. Press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When I think about going back, his goodness passed before me. I said, no, sir, he's been too good for me to go back. I, I didn't got nowhere. I said, where else are we going to go? You're the only one. I'm waiting on you. Somebody is ready to be arrested today. You came to church. You tired. Let me tell you what. You either arrested by God or you arrested by the devil. God treat his prisoners good. The Bible said about the devil, the thief coming not but to steal, kill, 
and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. If you stay in God's prison, he promised you heaven. If you stay in God's prison, Paul said, the suffering of this present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. The devil, you're either in God's prison or you're in the devil's prison. You don't think you're in the devil's prison? I ain't going to ask y'all how many have had to get up at nighttime and go to 7-Eleven and get a beer. Or go to 7-Eleven and get a pack of cigarettes. And you got to the store and say, oh, thank God for 7-Eleven. God, because your body told you, you got to have it. Is there anybody in here? I ain't going to tell you. I ain't, I ain't said you did it, but let's put it like this. You know somebody. that was hooked on crack and cocaine. Spent their money, they didn't want to spend it. Come home every day broke because they was a prisoner of sin. Satan took their money, time they got paid off, took the whole paycheck. Do y'all know anybody like that? Took the whole paycheck. They don't want to do it and you tell them to stop, they tell you, I'm gonna stop. But they can't stop because they are prisoner of drugs, a prisoner of alcohol prisoners but this is what Jesus do he frees you to be his prisoner and what you do as his prisoner you do it because you love him he said I'm trying to know him I'm trying to get to know this Jesus that have done so much for me I'm trying to get to know him do y'all want to know him even more? Lean over and tell your neighbor, I want to know him more. I want to know him more.